Can I hold him? Yes. Thank you. Hi, buddy. Come here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um. We turned out fine. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to We Turned Out Fine. Thank you for coming back and joining us for part two of our discussion with Iris Laxamana. When we left off last, she had just been telling us about how Mary is seen as the new Eve and Jesus is seen as the new Adam, according to the church, and also about how Ave Maria is Eve backwards. Isn't that fun? So in this episode, we continue to hear more from Iris about philosophy, Catholicism, feminism, and being pro-life and balancing all of those things as well as her passion for fair trade. Enjoy! That is just so amazing and so wonderful and so incredible and powerful. And I want to ask, though, like, are there have, have there been any, any moments or any challenges or ways in which you have come across some tension or some frustration or even just confusion, confusion as far as what the Catholic Church teaches? Completely, 100% every single day. <laughs> because if I didn't, and if I didn't ask those questions, and if I didn't seek those answers, I shouldn't be calling myself what I'm calling myself. Mm. And like, I... Yeah, so I I experience confusion and questions all the time and like I have for my whole life and I would ask the hard questions during my life team classes and my my, um, youth leader would always be like, okay, here comes Iris with the questions, but you would always be ready to answer me, you know? Um, And she would always tell me too, like, I don't ever, like, I know your faith is not going anywhere. Mm. It's just that you need to know. Because you need to strengthen your faith, you know? Exactly, so like, exactly. Because it's like what Phoebe... Are you familiar with Friends? Um, I, I am. Oh. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of familiar. And I'm sort of familiar. And, and I do favorite. love... Phoebe is my favorite I can't as well. believe I, she's... Yeah, a, like, you, what a character. Like, I have I, told Phoebe you that, like, people is, compare me to yes, Phoebe from Friends My spirit animal. Right. <laughs> I, Phoebe, so I... Yes. I, I'm, I'm not... a better person in my own personal <laughs> life for knowing Phoebe Buffay. <laughs> Yes, yes. Agreed. 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 I agreed. just know who oh I God. am a little more sh- securely. Me too. Because Me of too. Her. Um, and yeah. I okay. So I just now started watching Friends because my co-coach and I watch TV shows on our breaks. So we finished <laughs> the entire Office. The Office. Nice. Yeah, um, I was astounded at that the last time we were talking. Yeah, but um, now we're watching Friends, and I'm and I've met Phoebe, and I'm like. <gasps> Okay. Okay. Smelly wow. Um, <laughs> smelly cat. Yeah. No, but there was this one episode where <laughs> um, Ross was talking to her about evolution and like the start of evolution, and like um, he was like, "How can you not believe in evolution?" And she like da 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 da. And so she would like always be asking him all of these questions and stuff like, "Well, because of this," and "Well, why is it like this?" Da 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 da. And then at one point, like, she asked him a question that, like, rattled his brain and was like, oh, okay, well, you know what, I, and, like, he, like, switched and and she was like, well, I'm so disappointed. Like, why would, why didn't you just stand by what you believed in? Like, why, why? What is your conviction? She's like, well, now I don't believe in it even even more because you, like, because you can so easily, like, turn away from it. And I'm like oh my gosh girl yes like you can't like you you know so yeah I I experience questions like questions of like is this right is like you know and I have to ask and ask and ask and dig and I have and what faith is is community like that's why I'm Catholic too is because of the Mm -hmm. communion not only like 
eating my favorite person. <laughs> but, um, like, that's not what... Community doesn't just mean that. It, it also means right. community. Yeah. And, and like, not being... Not having isolation, yes. but, like, yes. having solitude within community so that mm-hmm. what questions are in your heart through your solitude and prayer and your prayer closet and your holy of holies, you can bring to the light and confess in communion to understand mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Exploring, growing together, having that support. And I like uh, what Brene Brown says. Oh, she she goes to church queen. as well. Yes. Um, even, like, her having... It's, well, I'll, I won't try to make assumptions about what her faith and her beliefs are, but mm. I'll just say what she has said, that if, for, if that she goes to church, if for no other reason to pass the peace with people who believe things that are very different from what she believes, from, yeah. to pass the peace and mm. to... to and peace be with you. <laughs> exactly, literally, yeah, to pass the peace and to share the peace with people who are very different from herself. Yeah. Yes. So I think <clears throat> I think this is really the, the a big challenge for living... I'll say for Christians, really, this is our challenge. And that really is to live together because we all believe that anybody can have a relationship with God. Everybody can experience the divine and but it's it takes work to actually be in community with yeah. people um yeah. learn how to disagree in healthy ways <laughs> that's something i'm not do because... a good job at this no. yeah. and, to, and and i face this a lot you know we're facing mm. some really huge questions, questions in the church right? and yeah. the the tendency that we have had for 2000 years is when these big questions come up there's always a split Right. And repression. that's that's the Lots of repression. repression, but but usually there's a split that ends up happening. Mm-hmm. And we see that happening now that um, the inclusion of LGBTQ uh, members is, is really we're seeing a, a shift in Christianity. Those mm-hmm. who are w- wanting full inclusivity and those mm-hmm. who do not want full inclusivity. And we're seeing a massive change come about. And then there's mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm who are literally in the middle going, no, we are refusing to leave. We are mm. refusing to see this body split, but we are also refusing to, um, we're not going to stop listening. We're not going to die on the hill of exclusion over yes. inclusion, if that makes yes. any sense. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think the power, the power of, of – uh, of being a questioner of because that takes a lot of bravery Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to have those questions within you but it's Mm -hmm. another thing to speak those questions and to pose those questions to the people around you within your spiritual community whatever that may look like and Naomi and I you know that we're both like we've been questioners our whole lives our Mm -hmm. our brother as well and um, each of us individually we have Mm -hmm. like we've kind of mentioned before on this podcast we've each individually gone through our own journey of questioning, growing, uh, changing, maybe leaving behind a few things, maybe trying out some different things. Um, and, and it's looked different for each of us, uh, Mm. individually between myself and my, and Naomi and my, our brother. And, um, and I know that like with our parents, you know, when, uh, for at least, especially for, for myself and, and my brother, when we were going through times of, you know, not going to church anymore and really kind of questioning God, 
mm-hmm. even even his existence, things like that. Um, you know, people, not just our parents, but people who went to the church that we used to go to, things mm-hmm. like that. There can be a lot of difficulty with other people. Um, other people get lots of fear. Other people get really, yeah. really scared. There can be, you can encounter a lot of fear when, when you share those questions of like, hey, I, I'm actually not so sure. Um, I was just mentioning how uh, when you're questioning, when one is questioning their spiritual, you know, what, what they've been raised to believe um, in their spiritual journey, um, at times you can encounter from your others, from your loved ones, from people who... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry this is such a problem. It's a, he's a puppy. It's okay. Okay, but anyway. So, um, so like I was saying, um, at least for, for myself, in times of serious questioning, and when that questioning, you know, um, was on such serious questions of like, you know, does God even exist? Do I even really believe in a God? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And especially if you were, you know, if you grew up going to a certain church, and then when you're asking those questions, you you start to not go to church anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, people, and I understand that, you know, there are people who love us, they care a lot about us, and that's why they can react with so much fear when you start asking questions like that, Mm -hmm. and, um, and it can be very, very challenging, and, but I've always, I've always believed that the questioning makes, Mm -hmm. the questioning is not just, it doesn't strengthen, it does not only strengthen your faith, I believe it is integral Mm -hmm. to your faith, Mm -hmm. because I believe, just like you gave that example from friends, if you're not questioning, it means you're not really... Firm in what you're believing. You're you're not not really really actively seeking. Exactly. You're not actively seeking, and... um, and I want to mention, because I think that this would be an episode of, that we've already recorded of our podcast that you would especially enjoy. enjoy. Um, when I read my translation of Miguel de Unamuno's Mi Religión, My Religion, um, because that's kind of the, 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 the whole gist of, of his essay of what he says there is like he's speaking against Spirit, as he calls it, spiritual laziness. Mm-hmm. And, and he talks about how that seeking, that active seeking... Um, what that looks like, that looks like questioning. That looks like asking yourself those tough questions. Yep. And then when you come to your own answers, when you, when you come to that place <clears throat> of finding those answers or finding something that makes sense for you, you're so much stronger in your faith mm. because you question, yep. because you asked yeah. yourself those tough questions. And that can only happen in communion. Uh, no, not only. Not only in communion, but like especially in communion. In, in yourself questioning for yourself and finding the answers on your own but not really on your own um because holy spirit um but it's also in communion like it has to be both and Mm -hmm. and my that is what it is like that's what we're made for right you know yeah Yeah. and i i just i mean i mentioned we the book of proverbs because we are going Mm -hmm. through that this mm-hmm. week, uh, or actually last week, I should say, and that was a great reminder to me. Number one, that so much is a mystery, and we're just trying to get our human eyes yeah. a- accustomed to the light of mm-hmm. a divine mystery that we'll never mm-hmm. fully understand, right, at least right, right, on right. this side of eternity. But Girl, that we yes. are part of a long tradition. We are simply witnesses in a Girl, long witness. tradition 
of wisdom and questioning. And it just makes me think of, of, the, of the writers of Proverbs mm. and how Solomon is interacting. Mm. Not only he's, he's interacting with his own faith, but he's also interacting with the wisdom of his own time and the cultures around him. And then we have these wonderful books like Job and Lamentations and Ecclesiastes, which deal with these ex- heavy, heavy questions of human plight and mm-hmm. what is this all for and what does this all mean and that just as you were saying it happens within community but it also is something that we are privileged to have a record of we are privileged to be uh, continuing that and to get to re-examine these writings and find ourselves in those in those as well mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, living word. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so to go back to some of the questions that I had, because I, I do really appreciate where we were going with that discussion, but to sort of bring us back, um, you know, discussing sometimes how, um, you know, it would it may seem from, from the outside that Catholicism and fe- feminism would be opposed to one another. I also want to touch a little bit on, like, in holding pro-life views, mm. but also um, upholding women's autonomy over their own bodies and over their own reproductive rights you know um Mm -hmm. and holding both of those things at the same time and holding that tension how do you what is that like for you so i think the term pro-life is like upholding reproductive rights of women Mm. like you are pro lives of men and women in this world. Agree. <laughs> in and of course the term pro life means that I like if someone is pro life, he or she is um, pro protecting life from conception to natural death. Um, and it's like, what are you protecting them from? Well, death, (laughs) um, and a bad quality of life and like violence and murder and, but like, and like wrongdoing and like, I don't know how, like, I'm just generally addressing the, the concept of being pro-life and feminist at the same time sure Um, because there's a lot we could get into on this discussion and we do plan on having an entirely separate episode just to talk about abortion so we're not trying to get into that with you here so sorry i didn't want to make you worry about that but just yeah in general okay yeah so because that's great because i'm not like in this discussion i'm not just talking about abortion and i think what so many people right. say when they are talking about that's the only pro life right that's they, the only time they become no, no, pro life no, no, no. is when there's a question of abortion but it's so much more than that thank it's, you Agreed. um like protecting protection of life from conception to natural death means like okay so we're not supposed to have the death penalty and we're not supposed to have euthanasia and like there's like there's a ton of things that it gets into Mm -hmm. um and there's a document that i shared on my facebook page that like it was pretty controversial on my facebook page but i was like this is what people need to know is what the pro-life stance is um and it's like what i just said protection 
you can just listen to this podcast again if you want me to say that definition over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like protection from abortion and euthanasia and other things like embryonic stem cell research and cloning and um, different things like that. Like it's a ton of them, but like for me, um, I, after seeing that document, which I saw at an in-service on October 8th, 2018, (laughs) because I work for the church at a Catholic school, and so, like, our in-service is very often, like, learning about, like, what the archdiocese wants us to learn about. Mm. Um, And so, um, yeah, that was a document that I saw, and upon viewing that document, I then became more vocal about being pro-life, because I was like, well, this is what I mean when I say that I'm pro-life. I don't want people to hear me say pro-life and think that I'm just talking about abortion because I'm not but I am talking about abortion like go watch Unplanned if you haven't seen Unplanned like it's amazing um but it's more than that and in becoming vocal about it I found that like something that I needed to do was understand like where the church stands, there's this thing in the church called justified killing that Thomas Aquinas wrote about. Mm. Um, and I was like, what? Like for the longest time I was like, killing is never justified. Like we can't, can we just stop using that term? Like, no. Um, but it's about where your intention lies and how like your intention should never be to kill. Right. Your intention should be preservation of life. Um, and if someone is killed with like through the intention of preservation of life that's like that's what is justified killing Mm. um and i struggled with that for so long because i think killing should never be justified and i do (laughs) but it's but it's like it is really where your intention lies Mm -hmm. and for me I was like, okay, I need to be able to live this out and, like, speak about it and, like, question it more. And, like, there's still so much that I'm not really sure about in that definition and stuff. Um, But it's something that I'm actively pursuing and something that I'm doing to actively pursue it, like, physically, when we're talking about embodiment, is taking self-defense classes because I realized that in protection as a woman, as a mother, because now my whole life is a research project for my future family as as a mother, Um, uh, now that I've realized that that's my vocation, although I might still be a single person, I don't know, because, like, I don't have a husband or some, like, potential husband, um, but I'm, that's something you, it's something that you I'm feel researching. that you want for it's your something, life. It's yeah. something that actually, like, he's showing me, like, giving right. me the tools to research for, and, like, it's a play that I'm writing, and so, like, it's, 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 it's just pretty clear that I'm supposed to be learning about family and, like, motherhood and, like, what that means. Preparing yourself for the kind of life you want to have. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the kind of life that I want to have is one where I can protect the lives around me. Mm. Um, and... So that's why I started taking self-defense classes was because I was like, this is an active way for me to live out being pro-life because if I'm learning how to defend myself in a way that I know how to not kill you, <laughs> then I'm being pro-life actively. I love that. Yeah. yeah. 
That is and it's so super empowering because then I can teach you, I can teach you how to choke someone with your legs right now if mm-hmm. you wanted to. And that's like, I'm a, a, like empowering this woman beside me, you know, yeah. like that's like women empowerment. And it's just really cool because yeah, we can do that later. I studied karate yeah. in middle school for a short time. Yes. Um, and then yeah. Naomi has also studied judo. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've done some jujitsu uh, and taekwondo. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. Why did I say judo? That's okay. Well, it's martial art. Like, Jiu-jitsu is like, kind of similar yeah. to judo. So uh, I study anyway. <laughs> Zenpan Ken, which means universal fist. My sensei came up with this study based on his studies of jujitsu and different forms of martial, martial arts. And it's like approved by all the proper channels that it's supposed to be like accredited by or whatever. Um, but it means universal fist or general fist. And the term universal is actually what Catholic means. I know. I know. I love that. So, I, took, I took world religions as my as one of my philosophy credits in college because I'm just, I love to learn about all kinds of things, especially belief systems and religions. Anyway, that could be a whole other discussion. But yeah. just fun little thing that when we were doing that, um, it occurred to me that I didn't realize, because you hear like the Holy Catholic Church, blah, 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 blah. One Holy over Catholic episode. One Holy Catholic Church. And I had always heard that all the time. I thought I was familiar with it, but I never like, had the, had the idea to, like, what does that word Catholic actually mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and when I looked it up, I, I found out it meant and universal. It's... And then I also was like, what is church? Where does the word church even come from? Where did we get that from? Ah, it comes from Old do you English. want me to tell so you? you hear, I know. When you hear the word Kirk, um, that's actually, it comes from Old English, or at least the, the word we have now, church, it came, from, it came from Kirk. So anytime you hear the name Kirk or, like, Kirkwood or Kirk this, it means church. But Naomi, uh-huh. please share, share your well, share your. As so well. the the church, um, I mean, it comes from the Greek Greek word ekklesia, which right. literally means the called out ones. Mm. So that's that is where so we get, cool because that's exactly what we are. That's what he told us to do to yeah, go out and spread the gospel. Called. So that's where we and get like to everyone in the world. So universes. <laughs> yeah, from ekklesia. We, we brought it around. So <laughs> that's. That's the yes. Greek word, and of course, yeah, that's a, it's a very popular, you know, if, it, if you're in the, there's a, there's a church in Houston called yeah, Ecclesia. Yeah, Church. Um, yeah, I visited yes. there. It's kind of yeah. cool. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so anyway, so back to pro-life and, and your your martial arts being literally a way of, active, of pro-life yeah. activism. So, yeah, um, even, and it was just so clear that that's what I needed to do because like, oh, my mom had for so long been telling me that I should take these class, like sh- that I should probably take self-defense classes. But then I met, I met my sensei in like a really miraculous way, like walking out of confession at the co-cathedral. I, she, his, his now wife at the time, fiance was there with him and I hadn't met him yet. And Wow, it's just so interesting looking back at this. Um, I was on my way to dance for an Artist AF music video after my confession, um, and they were in the parking lot of the Co-Cathedral, and I met him, and at the time he was working for an AC company that he didn't want to work for, but he had this dream. Um, and he also used to work in film. Like, he's, he's an incredible, incredible man. Um, and... Then I started talking to him about like how I'm living out my dreams and like you know I'm I'm on my way to film a music video right now you know, um, and then like later on uh, he actually okay 
I'm not going to get into too many details. I usually get into too many details. I'm like Mary in that way, (laughs) taking care of the details. Um, We can relate. Yes. (laughs) Um, But anyway, like later on I found out that he started this JoJo and he's going to be teaching these Celtic defense classes and, and he invited me to like the Thanksgiving like special thing and I went and it was awesome and then I learned what he was doing and what he's doing is exactly what I'm telling you is like like pro-life activism like through martial arts is like why he is doing this and uh, like to to be like he has a women's self-defense class and then like a self-defense class and then like a lightsaber class and then a (laughs) conditioning class that is amazing oh my gosh you should come to the dojo with me please because it's absolutely incredible it's the best way that i saw your video on instagram and i was tempted to follow the account and now i'm definitely going to follow the account please do please do and we we pray before and after every single class and like he and i'll just like talk to him about like being pro-life and like how this and like it just it just makes sense because like like okay so for example in an escape like or like in anything that you're doing like there are just ways to be merciful with Mm. it i think of bruce lee yeah so i don't know much about him and i'm studying martial arts (laughs) well um yeah sorry i should i should have given a bit more context when i said that um, cause I, I mean, I feel like I, I myself, I feel like I don't know that much about Bruce Lee, but I have seen on multiple occasions, you know, the movie, one of the most famous movies about his life and, uh, is it Enter the Dragon or is it en- just the dragon? It's oh, Enter no, the no. Dragon. Thank you. Cause there's, there's another one that's like the dragon or something like that. And it's, and it's like, it's, it, I think it's a movie that's supposed to be one of the kind of movies that he was in. Anyway, that's not relevant. Point is. I, um, from what I know of Bruce Lee and his entire, his entire philosophy, his entire practice, his entire life, who he was as a person, he was all about, uh, flow, control, uh, mercy, gentleness, peace. Wow. Using, and using, using the power for, to preserve life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and. and, There's that intention. That pro-life intention. Yeah. yeah. He placed so much importance on, uh, what was I going to say just now? He placed so much importance on recognizing the responsibility mm. of the power of your body yes. and how you use it. Yeah. Okay. I think there's so and much. I, and that's how I, I think I there's feel. so much we could take away from this yeah. when it comes to the concept of power. But mm. man, there's so much that we can take away yeah. from this about what we're capable of doing and it bleeds into and, so many issues so many social that's issues what i think it is it, that's what it means to be pro-life is to be embracing of this life mm-hmm. and your body mm-hmm. and like what your body can do to preserve the lives around you wow. and your life like the just the exercise aspect yeah. of it like feeling amazing and feeling empowered i can walk around like at night in the middle of nowhere in another country and be like come at me and I want to see you try right because I can like take your breath away very easily and I've only been there for like three months (laughs) three there's the three again but like yeah like like okay so I've only been there for three months and like I um I um have not really been going this month because I've been traveling so much but I went back for the first time uh, Friday and like we reviewed all of the different stuff Mm-mm. 
Okay, we reviewed all of the different stuff, and he's like, wow, you retained all of the information, you're doing it really well, you're pretty strong and stuff, and like, I actually like gained 10 pounds over the course of this like month. Muscle, um, and probably mostly muscle. Yeah. Way more than fat. Yeah, I'm thinking, because he was like, you're really strong, and you're like, you. you're doing all this, and like, I hadn't been there for like two weeks, but I was like, doing everything, like, he, what he would do is like, not tell me what to do, but like go into like a position and like be like, like I should know what position to do next and I would mm. know what position to do next. And it was like really empowering. Yeah. It's like, and then the next day I did conditioning because I'm trying to do more conditioning because I'm going to be in West Side Story. So I need to like be conditioned and like, yeah. um, and I was singing art, like, because he, he was like, what, what are we playing, DJ? What are we playing? And I, I was like, Ariana Grande. And so, like, I but there it, were a bunch I of... I saw, I heard it in the background yeah, of the video. Yeah, there were, and there were a bunch of people at the, at the thing. And then I was, like, singing along. I was like, this is perfect. I'm training for, for my life. Yeah. My, my, my musical life. Because I'm exactly. singing and, like, breathing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, mm-hmm. so, like, everything in this is me yeah. actively being pro-life. Yes. And, like, yeah. And it's so wonderful um, because I feel like all these things that you're discussing over the whole time that we've been talking now on this podcast are you showing examples of how you have your passions and your dreams and your visions for what you want to do in life. And some of those things may be already happening and already coming, um, be, um, unfolding, and other things may be a, wa- a ways off. Yeah. Um, but it's but like seeing seeing how everything, it's there. It, yeah, yeah, seeing how everything that you want to do, everything that you're aspiring towards that's showing up in little ways in your life yep. now. I think about, I encountered a lot of that when I was in college um, because like I was doing musical theater a lot when I was in college and getting my degree in Spanish though. My, I did not get like a musical theater degree or even a, an MFA or a fine arts degree. I got a um, degree in Spanish and did a minor in translation, but I took Shakespeare in performance. I took voice and diction. Um, I took all Where these other classes, go? UHD. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. It really made me feel fulfilled. And like, as we were saying, you know, it, it made me certain and gave me the reassurance that I was doing what I was meant to yeah. be doing. Because even it's like voice and diction, this is not only helping me when it comes to like linguistics and the, the skills that I'm trying to cultivate and the education I'm trying to gain in languages, but this is serving me as a vocal performer, yes. um, as someone who, loves, someone who loves to act, someone who loves to sing. Um, it just, everything, yeah. when everything you're doing yeah. that you're already, when it's serving so many different yep. aspects of your life, yep. if it's the most amazing feeling. And so I definitely, um, I love that. Yeah. And, and I, so I love that that's so strong and so apparent for you in your life. Yes. Um, yes. if we're ready to like move on, I do have one final thing. And I think that like, um, what we were saying earlier about power and responsibility mm-hmm. and pro-life <laughs> and and the different the definition yeah with great power comes great responsibility and especially that i love the definition that you gave of pro-life and i think that's like my do, new definition of pro-life or i'm, inco- I'm incorporating that is. yeah i, I think that if we that could into... if we could get behind that frame we could really rethink oh everything so thank Amen. you for that You're yes welcome. i'll send you the uh, document that I'm talking yes, about. Yes, yeah. please. We would love that. And then we can share it on our on our Instagram or on the Facebook page for the podcast as well for those who may be interested. But my net... My, it'll my, spark my, some discussions, uh, let me tell you. That's what, that's what we're here <laughs> for. That's what we want to do with this podcast, yeah. to be quite honest. Um, and so talking about this, the, just the way you've described pro-life and everything that can be and the responsibility 
of using the power of our bodies, I think that might be a great way to segue into fair trade because mm-hmm. that is another thing that is so, so, you were so passionate about yeah. and you just came from a fair trade conference here yeah. in Austin and Naomi lives in Austin and you guys were there, but you yeah. didn't know that you were both there at the same time, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> um, but just like fun little synchronicities like that. Yeah. And so I think that's so great how we, we can use just what you were saying just now about pro-life. Mm-hmm. And how that goes into fair trade. Yes. Would you like to speak on oh that? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, that definitely goes hand in hand. And, you know, I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing with, like, being such an advocate for fair trade. But, yes, like, it's about the quality of life and sustaining life sustaining our right. world and I think uh, I, just as we were having these discussion the real one of the things that made me realize that would be a good segue because we're talking about our bodies right mm-hmm. responsibility of how we use our bodies mm-hmm. and when I think about that in terms of fair trade and especially the way that I've heard you talk about fair trade it's like oh um, we want to give people opportunities to use their bodies when they do their when they go to their job so many people are doing physical like high intensity high intensity like um strenuous physical labor Mm -hmm. for their day their day jobs and especially when it when in turn when it comes to fair trade Mm -hmm. those are the people that who who are most concerned about right is people who you know um their bodies are are being sacrificed on this altar of capitalism and consumerism Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and and so i think it's a little different in terms of pro-life as far as like what you do with your own body versus but but well, still like respecting respecting other people's bodies and wanting people to have that quality of life and wanting them wanting wanting to be able to support and take care of people's bodies in terms of how they're used for labor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean okay, so I got into the world of fair trade because I got into the world of activism against human trafficking. Like I told you, Mm -hmm. I joined Students Working Against Trafficking, SWAT, at University of St. Thomas, and that's like why I just, like the reason why I decided to go there. Like if you ask my mom, she will tell you I went to University of St. Thomas because I found SWAT. (laughs) Um, And in finding that group I met this wonderful woman who you've met named Stephanie Hernandez um and she like every time I introduce her to everyone I'm like you guys like she's really important (laughs) Um, because she taught me like almost everything I know about the world of activism (laughs) uh and when I talk about activism I'm talking about activism against human trafficking because fair trade is activism against human trafficking. So um, she was the president of Students Working Against Trafficking, and then um, she, like, informed me about, like, what fair trade was. And for those of you listening who don't know what fair trade is, when something is fair trade, it means that it was ethically produced. There's no slave labor or child labor in the production of the product. And it is sustainable, meaning there's a sustainable living wage for the person who produced the product and the person who sells the produced product and the person who is purchasing the product receives a product that is sustainable, meaning Mm -hmm. it's good for the environment and good for their lives and is going to last for a very long time. That's what fair trade ensures. Supporting that quality of life for everyone involved. Exactly. And that's what made me think back to pro life. Pro life, exactly. 100%. Ah, amazing. <laughs> ah, amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. Like I said, like I didn't even. This is so I mean, fun. I feel like I've made that connection before, but like not. Yeah, uh, verbalizing it. How, yeah, yeah, that's so cool. But um, yeah, so 
yeah, I met her and then she like turned me on to this world of like learning about what human trafficking is and what it looks like in our community in Houston and mm-hmm. what the activism community looks like in Houston. And she told me what a second cup is. Yeah, so I was going to mention second <laughs> cup at some point because yeah. that's actually um, the church that I grew up going to as a, as a teenager. Um, that's the, the church that, that that building used to belong to that church. Oh. That's literally where I would go to youth group. That's <gasps> literally where I learned oh to swing gosh. dances in that building. Oh my and so that's gosh. why I continue to go there for wow. feminist book club meetings oh, just to meet up with friends I didn't know not that. only because it has it's it holds so much personal memory for me um from my from my formative years my coming of age and was a very important place for me where I grew and experienced a lot but also because now it is a place that is a home for even more amazing things such as activism uh, working against sex trafficking they even do like a yoga thing for for recovery um, um a couple yeah. nights a week I think a second cup a the number two ND cup. It's on 11th Street, East 11th Street. I believe the address is actually 1111 East 11th Street. Yep, um, it is. If you're going to spend your money on coffee <laughs> anywhere in Houston, spend it there. Yep. That is, I could say so much more, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, that place is amazing. Mm-hmm. And and then I learned about like the Houston Rescue and Restore Coalition, which became United Against Human Trafficking. And then I became a part of the coalition as president of Students Working Against Trafficking. And a part of conversations for um, changing our city, um, like what that would look like. And now our city is on this huge initiative to end human trafficking. The Houston Police Department is the best in our nation when it comes to recognizing, tracking down, and like, in, like you know, putting mm-hmm. like criminals in prison who are traffickers. Um, and in our city, that mostly looks like working against sex trafficking however there's this amazing woman that i met so so i have been to three conferences for fair trade over the span of the past two years two of those conferences two (laughs) three Mm -hmm. two of those conferences i went to this month (laughs) wow you're so Um, busy uh, i hate that term i hate the word busy have i talked to you about how much i I think i think i have heard you mention it on instagram so i'm sorry let me re-say that um my life is just full i love how full full your life is i love how how many things you are passionate about and i i'm very admiring of how you find the time to invest yes. in so many Thank things you. that you're passionate about. Thank you very about. much. Yeah, that's why I don't like that term because so whenever sorry. I hear the term, because you're busy, absolutely right. Busy is a term that's such it's it's pretty dirty. You're to, absolutely right. To be like it's like it's idolized. Absolutely. And I and 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 then when someone says that they think I'm busy, I'm like, you think I don't have time for you? And let <laughs> me show you that I do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I feel like I saw someone else saying that very same thing on an Instagram thing. Really? Maybe it was something you shared, actually. I don't know, but that's just like what I... That's what I mean when I say you're so right, and um, yeah. So forgive yeah. me. I'm no, glad no, we had that moment fine. to to rephrase and, yeah. and use better words there. Yeah, I can't remember who it was that told me like full instead right. of busy. I was I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, and they were like, "You're busy." Oh no no no, not busy. Full. I don't like the word busy. And I was like, "Girl, I can't believe you're saying that." I don't like the word busy either. And she's right. like, "Your life is just full." And I was like, "Exactly. That's exactly what it is." But yeah. So um, if I can remember who that was. I- Oh, I'll say it, but um, yeah, so I went to these two fair trade conferences this month, but the first one that I went to was in Washington, D.C., the one that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. That's why I was in Washington, D.C., and I, 
learned about this woman because right before I went to DC, right before the conference in DC, Houston had become a fair trade town with the organization that was putting on the conference. For the, the organization putting on the conference was called Fair Trade Campaigns. And I just found out about the conference through Facebook. And I was like, Mom, I, I told my mom about what fair trade is, and she's taken that and run with it. Mm-hmm. And she she has like more fair trade clothes than I do. <laughs> um, but I told her about it, and I was like, Mom, there's this conference. Like, I don't know what it's about. I don't know if I can even go, but like, I want to go. Can we go? And so we went together. And when we went, we learned that like, Fair Trade Campaigns is an organization that works to help cities and universities and schools become fair trade like places wow. um, to campaign for fair trade. Um, and Does that mean like for a city, for example, that um, for municipal, like anything that's under municipal oversight, ha- like any companies, any third party yes. vendors have to be fair yeah. trade. So yeah, that's it, <sighs> essentially that what, like it's like there's five steps for a city to become a fair trade town. Um, and the last step is for like the city government to say, yes, we sign off on this and are committed to doing this. Wow. Um, and Houston is a fair trade town. I did not know that. <laughs> another, <laughs> re- another thing about Houston. Yeah, wow. I didn't know know that yeah. either. Um, yeah. But H Town, keep it down. Yes. Or sorry, hold, hold it, it down. down. Excuse H-town. me. Or, actually, it's H Town, hold it down. Oh, H Town, hold it down. Which anyway. is funny because we're like so good at dining. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, look at sorry. my. Have you seen my earrings? They're Texas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Houston. I noticed these are for Kendra Scott, which uh-huh. is an Austin. Yeah. And we love our Kendra Scott here. I'm I'm tangenting. I will get back to fair trade Houston, but this is like sort of in alignment with that um i don't know how like fair trade kendra's business is but um these are charms from kendra scott and i purchased them during a, a fundraiser for my school st thomas more and then the charms themselves 50 percent of the proceeds from the charms go to whatever charity that charm is associated with and this one is associated with md anderson so 50 percent went to cancer research and my aunt died of cancer. Like, I have so many family f- members who died of cancer and, like, friends with family going through that. And so that was really cool. Like, so that ties into what we're talking about because as a person, yeah, you vote with your money for the kind of world that you want to live in. And that's what this whole fair trade thing is, or this fair trade movement is, is letting people realize like being like hello wake up right this is what you're doing with your money (laughs) so please like know that and Mm -hmm. do good you know yeah um so yeah houston is a fair trade town um and with with fair trade campaigns like if you go to the fair trade campaigns website um you can see all of the fair trade towns that there are in America, according to fair trade campaigns, um, there are tons of fair trade towns in Europe. Europe has really, like, it's like old news in right. Europe. Mm-hmm. Like, With, as, as so many other things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, it started in America, um, fair trade, like right. the fair trade movement. Um, and then the UK alone has like six or seven hundred. I learned this at the, the conference that I went to in Chicago. The same conference I went to in D.C. with fair trade campaigns, they put on their next annual one in Chicago, and that's what the first one that I went to this month. And I learned this there that um, it started the fair trade movement started in America, 
but the UK has grown it so much to where there's over six or seven hundred fair trade towns in the UK, that tiny wow. little island, <laughs> and there's seventy six in America. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. And um, so that needs to change. Mm. However, at this last conference that I went to, it was with Fair Trade Federation, and Fair Trade Federation is an organization that is a trade association for businesses and wholesalers to be a part of, so that they can put Fair Trade Federation on their products or on their marketing, so that people know that that's what they're purchasing. There are a ton of groups like that. There's the World Fair Trade Organization. There's um, Fair Trade America and Fair Trade USA and Fair Trade Campaigns that are all of these organizations that give labels and certification processes. Mm -hmm. But we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. I say we as if I'm a part of it. All you are, no, them, but I'm an you advocate. Are. I'm a storyteller. And now you're a partner with a company that is fair trade. Is that right? Yes. So at this conference for retailers and wholesalers, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I felt so alone because I was like, like at the beginning, because first of all, my allergies were so bad. So I looked <laughs> like I was crying and I didn't want to talk to anyone. And Everyone was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, they're like, oh, who are you here with? I was actually there with the New York City Fair Trade Coalition because the first conference that I went to, I learned about the New York City Fair Trade Coalition from the chairperson. She gave a talk and she was talking about how she teaches at the fashion schools, like the top fashion schools in New York about sustainable fashion. Yes. And I was like, I met her and I was like, I can I please be a part of your group even though I live in Houston? Like, I just need to. And she's like, of course. So I became a member and I'm listed on their website as an advocate because anyone can become a member of the New York City Fair Trade Coalition. Hey, Literally anyone awesome. as an advocate or a business. And I'm an advocate. And oh, that's, yeah. where, that's where I am. That, that's, that's like who I am. Like, mm -hmm. And that's really how, who all of us are, whether or not you're a business, but I'm not. You're an advocate for something, whether yeah. you know it or not. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Truth. Um, anyway, so um, I really latched on to her and that organization, though, because for so long I've had this, like, tagline that I want to accomplish, which is to make fair trade fashion the affordable norm mm. and wow. unethical fast fashion a thing of the past. But yeah. that applies to everything, not just fashion. But for me, as a storyteller, as an actress... I am into fashion and I tell stories with fashion too, with costumes. And like the story that I'm telling there should be one of justice and mercy if the story that I'm telling here and with my body and with my plays is one of justice and mercy. So that's why I talk about fashion um, and why I latched onto their group. And it was so fruitful. It was so good that I did that. <laughs> Because so many opportunities have opened up for it. I was able to get a travel stipend to Chicago because I'm a member of that coalition. Nice. And to, to the conference. Right. Um, so That's that was wonderful. really cool. And then I like was also able to get a discount for this Fair Trade Federation conference. And so Perfect. I was there with them. But I was also there, oh, I forgot to mention this, um, representing Houston. So the first conference that I went to, I found out that Houston became, was a fair trade town. 
Um, and I met, like, I went to the founders of, or like the people who run fair trade campaigns. There's three, two of them live in Oakland, California, and one of them, <laughs> one of them, and there's also three people who run fair trade federations. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I'm like, God, you are mm-hmm. so good, and I see you. Um, <laughs> um, Billy, though, lives in Philadelphia. It's Oakland and Philadelphia, which is really cool, um, where fair trade campaigns like people are out of and I like went up to this like the three of them at the end of the first conference that I went to and I was like hi I'm from Houston what can I do um and they're like oh you really need to meet this woman named Kendra Penry and I was like okay who is she do you have her contact information no I was like okay so for a whole year I was just like looking for her contact information every three months I would google her name I found an email sent an email didn't get anything back until Chicago at the beginning of the month she was giving a talk on the anti-trafficking panel and I was like finally she's here (laughs) she's the Houston fair trade contact person that they told me to contact like if you want to do anything with fair trade in Houston you've got to contact this person and like I said I was looking here for her and then I went to the panel which was the best panel of the conference mostly because she was talking about the work that Houston is doing against trafficking and how fair trade ties so specifically into it and is the active way to work against trafficking that literally every single person can do because most people don't realize that trafficking is sex and labor trafficking and sex trafficking is a form of labor trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but she gave this talk and I like as soon as she was done I sat down in front of her and I was like hi I've been looking for you for a year (laughs) my name is Iris I live in Houston and I would like to help grow the fair trade movement there and she's like here's my card let's meet up and maybe you can help me plan world fair trade day and I was like perfect we met up at a second cup um (laughs) perfect the week or so before I went to the conference in Austin and she told me about what it was like making Houston a fair trade Mm -hmm. town and how there is a fair trade Houston organization but it's like made up of people who have nine to five jobs and are like not really able to run this it's not a non-profit yet um and stuff like that I was like okay cool what can I do and stuff and um she's like really just like spread the word May 11th there's um it's world fair trade day um and there's a, a film screening of a video about like the world of chocolate it's um i can't remember what the name of the video is but i can also send you that flyer yeah please um and it's at the dominican sister's house and she was telling me that like whenever fair trade houston puts on an event they usually put it on at a second cup or at the dominican sister's house because those are the places that are free and i was like mm-hmm, catholic mm-hmm. <laughs> um dominican sisters mm-hmm. women okay mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah and saint dominic was known for like his joy in Christ and either always talking about God or to God. And like, that's what I'm trying to do with my life. Um, okay. Anyway, let's get back to fair trade. So, um, she was like, okay, meet up with people in Austin and ask about like fair trade Austin people. If we can like link up and like do stuff in Houston and Austin and stuff. Like couldn't really find too many people. I, I found people who live in Austin who are growing the fair trade movement, but there's not like a fair trade Austin organization that I know of, even though I was in Austin for this fair trade conference. Um, <laughs> But at the conference, there was this amazing woman there. Oh, and you asked about, like, the the organization that I joined. So I became a fellow with Seiko. Um, I can bring my – well, I, have, I bought sandals from Seiko. They started selling sandals, and they're made by women in Uganda. Um, 
who are so Seiko is like it's a clothing and like bag brand that like I said is made by women in Uganda who are paid a fair living wage and now they're members of the Fair Trade Federation um, and it's empowering women at, through education and and work like like good quality work so Seiko provides women who um, live in Uganda and like are primarily from like impoverished backgrounds who have gone through high school or I, I think they help them go through high school I'm not sure about that part but like they've received the highest education that they can receive in their society um, which that in itself is a feat but then they give these women the opportunity to have a job for nine months um, in order for them to save to go to university um, and then they'll match with a scholarship, wow. whatever it is that they save. And mm -hmm. so it's empowering women through education and good quality work, providing so quality of life that will help their community. Yes. Whether or not it's like socially accepted, like it's like right. social justice. That is wonderful. And it's an empowerment women group because mm -hmm. like most, I think like everyone who's like, a fellow is a woman and then so you get like big sisters and stuff and like I was no longer alone <laughs> I found a sisterhood and mm -hmm. these women are so inspiring and also all Christian like well the women who I met um one of them is like like my big sister um her name is Kara and she's she's a foster mom right now and like she has three other kids, but she's, and she's doing this. And it's wow. like, talk about like women and like embracing their femininity and like, mm -hmm. like, you know. <laughs> or Iris is having soulgasms. Yeah. Like, I mean, always, like every single day, every moment, right? That's, that's the joy. That's the happiness. Mm -hmm. That's grace. But just now you couldn't, the, you couldn't find words. You right. Know, true, 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 true. Yes. Yeah. But, um, so wonderful. Yeah, um, but the thing that I wanted to say too about this specific conference was that there was this amazing woman there named Molly. She has a great blog called Still Being Molly. And I also learned while I was there that what I am supposed to be is like an influencer, storyteller, advocate for fair trade. But she presented this amazing idea that was kind of like, shocking and scary um at the conference and i'm applaud her and like champion her for doing this in like where she did um so she is an advocate for fair trade she's a podcaster too <laughs> um and she interviews people who work in fair trade like they they're fair trade business owners like just everything uh, that has to do with fair trade or, or ethical fashion, sustainable fashion. She mostly like talks about ethical and sustainable fashion. So me mm -hmm. too, because um, <clears throat> like that's that's my focus in fair trade, even though it should be everything, right? But what she, what the point she made was, is that like, so it was the twenty fifth year anniversary for Fair Trade Federation, um, and she <laughs> she brought up that like twenty five years ago she was eight years old. And when she was eight years old, she was a big kid in her town, in her small neighborhood in Virginia. And so she would like watch out for the kids. They were playing on the street and like 
there was a day where like a car almost ran over a kid or something and she marched into her house and was like mom we need sidewalks because they didn't have sidewalks on in their in their neighborhood right she's like how do i get sidewalks and she's like well there's a council you could go to a council meeting and then she like looked at their calendar and there was a council meeting that night so wow. she was like you're taking me to this council meeting and she typed up a speech to talk at the council meeting about getting sidewalks and she showed us the speech. I have a photo of the speech that she typed on like her like Macintosh 2 like old like <laughs> Macintosh laptop in 1994 and it took two years for a sidewalk to be made mm. but she did it right. and like that's the kind of person she is, Amazing. right? And then she talked about how in the world of fair trade and ethical fashion made well and um J. Crew, mm-hmm. both now have fair trade denim lines, um, which is really cool. Nike, the like <laughs> main bad guy in the world of fair trade, um, is starting a sustainable line, like focusing on like bettering the environment. Good. So that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, with they're Nike. they're a bit late. They they are doing. They're trying to do some things mm-hmm. right in terms of how they're trying to lift the voices of people of color for mm-hmm. um, social justice, mm-hmm. Thinking, just thinking about the Colin Kaepernick campaign and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, that may also be solely for PR. Just listen, we'll get, we'll get to exactly what you're talking about. So um, she also then said, like mentioned how like Target is now like partnering with an organization that's helping them like source all of their things to be ethical and sustainable which is really cool because it's target and like target is just something that everyone loves i have noticed they're they're picking Um, up better and better brands nowadays and then she talked about um megan markle and emma watson being walking billboards for this yeah what did you say the shoes rothies right I don't know They're, about Rosie's, uh, but I know about Veja. Oh. Meghan Markle wore Veja shoes, and I need to purchase. I want to purchase some Veja shoes, um, which are like tennis shoes that are fair trade and sustainable. Nice. I think Rothies are flats that are also. Oh, okay. I believe they're. I'm pretty sure they're. Fair I'm trade. not a flats wearer, so that's probably why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I but I wear tennis shoes for my job, so I like yeah. I I have this thing like this dream. I can't wait for the day that I purchase my Veja shoes. And the middle schoolers are like, what are those? And I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but I just haven't purchased them yet. But um, Sorry, go ahead. What do you think? Um, so then she said, all of this has happened in six months. Right. It took me two years to get a sidewalk, but this has all happened in six months. Mm. In the next 25 years, I have a goal that fair trade like and she was like hear me out this is going to make you squirm all of you specifically (laughs) i have a dream that the term fair trade will cease to exist because it's just business as usual Mm. yeah that is you know concepts Mm. like we have organic food now Mm -hmm. before world war ii everything was was organic. organic Yep. It we didn't have to have this terminology because exactly. that was the standard practice mm-hmm. for so long. Exactly. And you know, we are only it, this is something that I've been thinking a lot about as I think about 
being progressive. And it, it literally is just like, can we just push for the best possible? Can we yeah. just push a little bit beyond our immaturity and work towards maturity? <laughs> um, you know, we do that as individuals. Why can't we do that as a society? Mm. Why are we always met with resistance of saying mm. like, well, things are always going to be the way they are or we, yeah, have, to, it, I, or no. we have to settle for <laughs> the like, lesser of yeah. two evils. And I'm like, that's, that's right. bullshit. Why, do, why can't we push a little bit more and demand exactly. the best or the better option for yes. everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Right, especially when the crux of the matter is, um, do we not want everyone possible to have the best quality of life possible? Yeah. Everyone on this earth? Yeah. If you don't, if you're uncomfortable with that, with that and you don't want that... It's because you yeah. stand to lose something. Yeah. Yeah, it means, yeah, you got to sit I, with that. I, I honestly yeah, believe that. Like, it's because you stand to lose. You believe, like I was saying in the Rule of mm-hmm. Scarcity episode, that you believe that if you're if you're empowering somebody else, then somehow wow. you're losing mm-hmm. the power. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. That is exactly. so not the case. Right. When... <laughs> Yeah. No, mm-hmm. like I, the only thing I think it's of is, co- is co-ops, um, because Kendra Penry, the woman who championed um, fair trade Houston, um, works for Heifer International, which is an organization that provides co-op opportunities for like people around the world. And what that is, is just like having people come together in community to pool their resources to like take care of one another exactly and like go back to episode two <laughs> naomi talked about the rule of scarcity everything. and then we also okay. talk about um so you guys know the about co-ops two. we talk a little we bit know about sorry, sorry say that again co-ops what I'm talking yeah about. i yeah. i've i've so actually i worked yeah. in a store that was a co-op i worked at a vintage store in houston that was um, metropolis yeah it was i believe it's a co-op that because literally... multiple vendors all... Retropolis is a co-op. Who knew? Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. I believe it right. is. I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but, I, but I'm but i pretty sure. I mean, since you've got multiple vendors in one me. space. It would not surprise me. Yeah. yeah. That is also sustainable fashion. Like, yes, I didn't totally realize is. when I, like, started this whole thing. But, but I, I had been thrifting for years just because I was like, ooh, vintage clothes that are freaking cheap like I love vintage things like my friends do this and they're so cute and like I can do this so like it's the thing that I've been doing for years and then I was like oh okay I'm gonna keep doing it because it's sustainable so I'm gonna sustain doing this Mm. (laughs) I love it and you know I'm thinking of you know these days I'm really heavily influenced by Netflix shows like Tidying Up with Marie Kondo and Queer Eye. And Mm -hmm. I think if you really do follow the tips, I mean, and I I would love to talk. We don't have time tonight, but talking Mm -hmm. about the the process of getting rid of all your stuff and I'm very interested to see what that looks like Mm -hmm. for our world as we're maybe having this push towards minimalism and like examining our relationship with our stuff Mm. but I really do think that we can really make smart choices 
about the things that we buy, the things that we put in our life, to literally see if they spark joy. Um, And then also just think about what we wear. I was kind of just, I was watching Queer Eye and I was just reminded, it's like there's something so simple about the basic pieces that we keep in our closet and why we use those, why we interchange those. And for me, I, I love that you bring up fashion because I love fashion and I love expressing. I think we both do. We both love expressing ourselves through our clothes and buying things and, per, you know, having things that we wear on purpose yeah. because it I says say, something. I done costume designing yeah. um, in the past and yeah. like building costumes. <gasps> that is so cool. I've only I love ever done like designing. I've 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 been listed as like costume whatever like and then mistress in, assistant yeah I've no 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 like the oh nice because like at at my university I would be like the costume person costumer yeah for the shows that was so much fun because mm-hmm. just like choosing outfits yeah, for it is. for people like and like telling the story with the outfit I was like oh my gosh this is amazing it's but, like, a I never wonderful was able to, yeah it's I a wonderful way of still telling anything. the story <laughs> yeah. and. And again, for me, it's that creating something out of nothing feeling. So, um, okay, so real quick, would you please spell Veja and like Seiko? Okay, Seiko is S-S-E-K-O. And could I ask real quick about Seiko? Does that come from Ugandan? I honestly don't know. I just joined. Ugandan, excuse me, Ugandan probably isn't even an actual language. I'm... I, I don't, don't know, know what their native what native language um, exist in that country. I really don't know because me. I just joined and I'm not really 100 percent sure. That's okay. Sure, but, um, we can look it up. We can yeah. find yeah. out. We can and go Beha, to their website. Yes. Oh, I have a website. Yes, please <laughs> give, I can, us, give us. I can all give the info, you. All I think the it's links, just please. like sick. I'll I'll send you the link. Okay. But I, anyway, I have one last question for you, Iris. Okay. Yeah. Do you watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I have been binge watching it. And it's like so many of the things you brought up, like Catholicism, Filipino dancing. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, I've been watching a lot of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. This is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's also it's, a musical show. It's a music. Yeah. It's a musical have show. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I have not watched the more recent episodes, but I, I think I did watch the whole first season. Oh yeah. wow, I have not done that. I but I'm I, not. Yeah. I don't really watch very much I've TV. A bit of it. So, like, I don't even. I yeah. don't. I don't have a Netflix account. <laughs> but um, where were we? Where were we? We were. Uh, she was oh, just asking if you had seen yeah. crazy. And then I was talking about Veja and how like. Um, there were so many people at the Fair Trade Federation conference who were wearing Veja sneakers, and I was like, oh my gosh, y'all know. You know, I don't know. It was just like, whoa. It's just so weird because it's like, okay, I felt like I, I, I was like in Hogwarts, and then like this is like, like the muggle world you know? uh, yeah. like when wow. I, whenever i like compare my experience wow. at a fair trade conference versus like not at a fair trade conference that's a powerful <laughs> analogy to offer for anyone who's a potterhead we, yeah. we that definitely helps us understand just just how at home you felt there in that yeah. community yeah especially well after getting introduced to enough people because like you said for, yeah. at first i because know. well <clears throat> i i mean like I, I did feel at home. It's just it was just lonely and scary because I felt like I was paving a way for myself that like I not like hadn't been done before. But then I realized 
that was a prideful thing to think because like there were so there were I, I met a bunch of influencers there who like are literally doing what I do they're just like fair trade groupies and advocates mm-hmm. telling the story mm-hmm. of fair traders and like I'm like oh yeah. just trying to find more ways okay. that they can be activists for that in their own and life just, yeah and like spreading the word about these people who are doing it and, <laughs> and uh, but yeah and and then like the conference itself too like um the very first day um there was a conversation like because it's a, a annual general meeting for the fair trade federation members but then there were people there who weren't members and i was at the non-member table as a representative for new york city fair trade coalition and fair trade houston informally and so was the lady who runs Chicago Fair Trade, which is like the largest fair trade town in America. I actually think Houston is the s- second largest currently. I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, but um, Los Angeles isn't even a fair tra- trade town yet. They're still working to be. And when they do become a fair trade town, they will be the second um, largest. But I'm pretty sure it's Houston right now. Um, but anyway, the person who leads Chicago Fair Trade. Like that organization is a nonprofit, and they've made so many strides. Like they were at the Fair Trade Conference, the Fair Trade Campaigns Conference in in Chicago, um, at the beginning of the month, and then they were just like telling us about like all of the things that they do in Chicago for fair trade, and they are not members of the Fair Trade Federation because it's a trade association. And so, the at the general meeting there was a um, what's it called um, discussion like a like a questionnaire discussion time because um they are thinking of adding another sector to the fair trade federation to be a network including individuals and allied organizations and um students and things like that and i was like well i am the individual and allied organization i (laughs) i I think that fair trade towns falls into the allied organization sector of that and I of course am there as an individual but I was sitting at a table with the person who like posed this question who was like work like is one of the three people who runs fair trade federations and I was sitting at the table with the Chicago fair trade lady who's like a queen like (laughs) and then like other businesses and then the person the man in charge of fair trade America which is another one of those like certification things um this man who does like the main thing in, in Canada for fair trade the president of the world fair trade organization all of these people who aren't non-members of the fair trade federation because they're not businesses and wholesalers right. because they mm. don't have that network yet and i was like i'm sitting at this table of really important people that is a table that i feel like god has been calling me to sit at for a long time and i felt like it was so right and i was so grateful to be at the big girl table <laughs> having big girl conversations but i also felt so alone because i was like <laughs> i'm an individual like i don't know yeah. it was just weird um, but then like as it progressed, I was just being honest and vulnerable with everyone yeah. and they were like, girl, we're right there with you. Oh, wow. We're small, like we're we get it. Yeah. Like and it's like, oh okay, cool. That's so yeah. great. Wow. And also so great that you're able to acknowledge all of the feelings and holding space for all of those seeming to you know, those might seemingly be conflict conflicting feelings. Yes. But acknowledging oh, that yes. and then just They were like, conflicting feelings, yeah. 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 That's that's so powerful, and I feel like just yeah. in general in life, that's a very very it can be a challenging thing to do. But then yeah. being able to do that changes your life. It does. It's so fruitful. <laughs> it's like it's 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 fortitude, um, which is a gift of the spirit. And like I know, and I have that. Um, 
And, like, I'm always reminded, like, girl, what are you doing? Like, don't (laughs) worry, you know, because, like, for, so I I just have to share this. I'm so sorry that this is so long, but, like, I have to share, like, what the experience is like with the conflicting feelings. So, like, um, uh, that, the first day, like I said, I was feeling so alone. And then my allergies hit so badly, and I recorded it on my Instagram, that it got so much worse, and I felt, like, like on top of feeling alone, like like I was just it was just so difficult. I was like, what is happening right now? And like there was this dinner that I was supposed to have to go to because like I got I took advantage of the discount and like you know like I said that I would go to the dinner like it was and it was a free dinner and like and then there was like dancing afterward or, or there was like a live band and like free drinks and like you know just networking schmoozing mm. whatever. Gosh, I can't do this. Call my mom again, of course, because why? What else would you? What do you? What else do you do? You know, um, mom taking care of the details, and she prayed with me, and then I felt so much better, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that's what I needed. Cool, 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 cool. Um, then we, I went. We, yes, we, Holy Spirit, yes, um, went inside, and. When I was talking with my mom, she was like, because I was like, should I just like email them that I can't go to the dinner? She was like, you should just go to the dinner. And I was like, <laughs> she's like, you don't have to talk to anyone. And I was like, what a concept. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> that's not a concept that I think about. Like, no, that's not what I do. That's not who I am. But it is, like, I am capable of that. I'm realizing it's just being quiet <laughs> and sometimes um, yeah being reminded of something that that like you don't realize that it's so obvious until someone reminds you of it I'm like oh yeah so I literally sat at a table alone in the front because no one sits in the front but I do always um <clears throat> and then there was like a trivia portion and I was like by myself at this table um yeah and then there was a trivia portion um where like there was like a, a paper on on the table and then like you had to like write a name at the top and I was like and they were like make it like punny like you know like and it was like a competition about like trivia for history for the fair trade federation and then I put fair trade frontliners because it was like I, yeah. I was at the front table yeah. and I was sitting there by myself just like answering these questions then people slowly started coming up and it was the women that were also there from the New York City Fair Trade Coalition, who I felt like I didn't belong with because most all of them had biz- have fashion businesses and live in New York City. Um, but I'm a part of their coalition, but I don't have a business. I don't live in New York City. And so that was making me feel isolated. But they were like the first people to come sit at the table, not realizing that I was like, there and like also with them even though the chairperson knew me and like they knew who I was but like they weren't realizing that I was sitting there like they just came and sat at this table and then the Chicago Fair Trade lady and then Billy from Fair Trade Campaigns like the people at the conference who I would have wanted to sit with sat down at my table with me after me being like maybe I shouldn't go and then being like okay I'll just go and be quiet and then these people come down and sit next to me and then I sat next to one of the ladies from the New York City Fair Trade Coalition who has this business um selling t-shirts that are travel inspired that she prints like she creates she she prints the shirts herself and she like knows where the source is and like it's fair trade and then even her like business cards are like fair trade and like made from like soy ink and like 
oh my gosh and then I talked to her she's from Puerto Rico and she was just telling me about her whole story and it was like and then like I ended up going with her to the bar and like um just having her be like my conversation companion and and then like it was just so fruitful and she like gave me advice and was like you know what you need to do you just gotta do it and like do this like she was like telling me what to do and then she was like and she was also apparently like a professional dancer and like I was like oh my gosh and then I and then I explained to her how I had such a horrible day and I was so grateful to like be there with her and she was like you know I kind of had the same experience and I was like oh my gosh so like and but you see all of that it was conflicting feelings and it was so fruitful Mm -hmm. but then the next day you witnessed me saying like I don't want to go yeah yeah, you had a hard time. I yeah. even though I knew it was going to be great, mm-hmm. that was the first time that I experienced not wanting to go somewhere. I've mm-hmm. never had that experience, especially this. You know, <laughs> I was so grateful to just that you were just sharing and being so open and honest about yeah. about all of those feelings and all of that <clears throat> lack of energy, lack of motivation, um, just. Because that's something I struggle with quite a lot, to be honest. And then um, getting to know you, and especially if you're seeing someone only through Instagram, only through your stories. Um, if I was seeing you only in that way, I would think you were just like always, always excited, always happy, <laughs> always motivated. Um, but I know, I know you more than just from your social media. So yeah. I know that you're human, and I know that you have so much more than that. But I yeah. so, so appreciated just the vulnerability of yeah. you really being open and sharing that um, yeah. on your social media. Yeah. I knew that people would feel that way, so I was like, okay, I have to do this, <laughs> you know, and it was so cool, someone, like, because, like, I knew that because of Brene Brown, you know, um, sharing vulnerability, every time yes. I hear the word vulnerability, I think of that woman, yes. I, so much. <laughs> I do too, um, I can't wait till the day that I meet her, right? and, like, squeeze her, I'm just waiting to, to run into her, around yeah, exactly, I'm just, I'm I know, waiting. I can't wait, um, okay, sorry, anyway, it's okay, and then, um, yeah, one of the, like, one of, someone on my Instagram, like, comment, like, sent a video back to me, because, like, you know, one of the things that I posted was of Brene saying, like, the importance of looking at people in their eye when they're in pain, Mm -hmm. and that's what that girl did for me, and so many people at the conference, including, like, Seiko, Mm. Seiko sisters, and, like, Mm. and then, but, like, also, like, someone sent me a video from my Instagram, like, hey, I figured I would look at you in your eyes and tell you I'm here and, like, I see you and I need to drink my coffee, too. <laughs> so hopefully you wow. drink. And I was like, God, it's so good. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just, like, sharing, you know? And, yes. like, but, but also, like, knowing that there is a time for solitude and privacy and, yes. like, it's okay to be by yourself sometimes and, or, and necessary and uh, it's balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, something that uh, that you touched on that's just been really powerful to me lately that I'm thinking about is just being honest about your experience. Yes. It's so powerful. Living truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> like being, being able to express honestly what you are experiencing simply because, if for no other reason, every single human is going to have a slightly different experience. Yeah. Anyway, um, I feel like that's probably a good place to end because <laughs> yeah. we've talked about so With many things. love we've covered and so blessings, many things. live truthfully. Yes. That's, live my, truthfully. that's my outro. <laughs> Be vulnerable, be brave. Yeah. 
that's the that's a Seiko thing is bra- bravery. Mm. I was thinking Brene Brown thing, but that's good to know it's a Seiko. Yeah, thing yeah they have these bravery bracelets with like charms that tell a story, and like I'm like, girl, you, I'm, so you're, awesome. you're, just wait. I'm gonna have the little, you know, like thing to like show everyone. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Iris, tell us, tell everybody where they can find out more about not only you and what you've got going on, but a lot of these these. Um, I have a website that I'm developing. Um, It's just irisblackpamana.com. It's in the process of development, though, and it's, like, trugging along. So the main place that you can find me is on my Instagram, at irisblackpamana, because I'm very active on there. And um, I also have a Facebook page, just irisblackpamana, at Facebook, or (laughs) facebook.com slash irisblackpamana. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I've been burping too. Yeah. Um, and I also have a YouTube channel um, where I like share anything and everything that I feel like creating. Um, video editing is my therapy. <laughs> um, whenever I feel like I'm not being myself or I need to feel like myself, I edit videos. And so that's what you see on my channel. <laughs> so. And is that just yeah. Iris Laksamana on YouTube as well? Yes. I have multiple channels on YouTube subscribe to any of them okay <laughs> but most like there's one that says iris laksamana and, and at the top there's a banner that says with love and blessings live truthfully gotcha um, oh wonderful and that's yeah hey i love that all right yeah. great well all right we can't like i've already expressed uh, while we've been recording just how <laughs> incredible this time has been that we've shared with you i know i mean um, we literally so have probably three episodes worth of content just from this one conversation <laughs> yeah, we do i, I really We're going tr- on four hours of recording <laughs> yeah but, yeah, so this will be fun really for me fun. to edit, but I'm actually I'm not being I'm not even being sarcastic about it. It'll be a challenge, but I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah, just excited. So I'm so glad that we were able to. Yeah, we're just excited to have you. You know, as uh, yeah. contributing to this conversation, it's really been yes. so worthwhile um, <laughs> because you've touched on so many of the things that we talk about. We develop this podcast from our conversations with each other, and so many yeah. of the things that you brought up and that you are working through and like manifesting in your own life are the things that we have been talking about just for years as sisters and that we want to yeah. open the conversation toward fine. this yeah. this, did, this is like probably it probably out. for for us both yeah. this week <laughs> it's like this yeah. turned yeah, out this yeah wonderful. getting to this, this turned out cool. way more than fine yeah cool. okay i really need to Yay. let him out okay <laughs> all right so iris is gonna go let out her puppy and um okay, cool Thank and you. naomi and i are gonna sign off and so as we discussed you can find iris at all of those different places and to as much of these links as po- as much of these as possible we're going to try and put in our show notes if you're interested in checking out any of these organizations that iris has been partnering with you can find us on social media at wtof podcast that's our instagram we turned out fine on twitter you can go to our website we turned out and of course check out the we turned out fine page on Facebook. Uh, we love to hear uh, your thoughts on this episode. And thank you so much for tuning in today for our conversation with Iris. It has been truly a treat.
turned out fine. We turned out fine.